All right. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while ending the future of the American dream. Are you tired of this? At what point are you done giving to these companies that do not care about you? At some point, we have to fight back. And that's why I love my people over at Public Square. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to simply buy children's clothing, find new athletic clothing that knows what a woman actually is, shop for clean skin care, or find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as a consumer or business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so this bonus episode is for very good friends of mine. Uh, uh, many of you consider their family your family, but I have the privilege of I've got to spend a lot of time with the Robertson family, especially Al. And um, their new movie, The Blind, is coming out literally tomorrow on the 28th. And, and it is an amazing movie. I love Mr. Phil. I always call him Mr. Phil. Uh, and, and I love the story. Because I knew it, but then I didn't know it all at the same time. And I figured what better way than to have a member of the Robertson family here to talk to us about the movie. Al, you there? I'm here, buddy. All right, my friend. I love the beard. Looks fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's peer pressure, yeah. uh, Graham, in my family. You know, if you that's for a while, I tried to carve out my beardless brother niche. Uh, but figured out it just wasn't working for me. So I grow it now. It's, it's really funny because dad will look at me now and he'll say, Al, I mean, your beard is white. <laughs> and I'm like, do, do they not have mirrors have you in your house in anymore? <laughs> you're, you're like, you got Spanish moss hanging off of you, right? I'll never, yeah, so I'll I, never I, forget. I first time I met you, you didn't have a beard. And um, sure. I want to say, where were we? Were, you, were we in D.C. the first time we hung we in, Yep, We were in D.C. and you were uh, you were working on some new show ideas. Yep. And you actually had your pals. First time I'd ever met Matt Lida or Chad Prather. Oh, and, uh, I apologize. And, uh, <laughs> no, the three, I will say this, the three of you together uh, have quite the comedy routine. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed the, the stuff we did, the work stuff we did. But then we went out to eat dinner one night. Uh, and I laughed at you three. I think I, I, I probably tore something laughing. At, at three it, was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Good people. Good, good yeah. people across the board. All right. During the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead 
of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to fall. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the U.S. dollar weakens. That is why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Just text the word GRAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. With thousands of happy customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with the information on how to protect your savings and your family. Text the word GRAM to 989898 and claim your free info kit now. So let's jump into it here because there's a lot to unpack. And, and, and I want, one, I want to encourage everybody that's listening to this, the audience, if you haven't already, you need to go get your ticket and or you need to take your booty to the theater and you need to go see this movie. Um, it is powerful. Um, and, and and I really want to talk about a specific scene here in a minute. Uh, but, but, but first of all, I'll never forget the first time I met Mr. Phil. I go out there to y'all's acreage out there, and and one of the first things he says to me, he's like, uh, he's like, are you right with the Lord? Do, do, do you need to go out here and we'll baptize you right now? Like he was, he was ready, like you know, just and uh, he had to fill me out a little bit uh, before before he really opened up to me. But 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 this movie is about the story of Mr. Phil and 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 how he wasn't always uh the Duck Dynasty commander and all of this other kind of stuff. So, um walk us through it. A, what led you guys to believe that now is the time to make this movie to tell this story? Well, to begin with, I, I want to mention something you mentioned about you coming out. You know, part of dad's conversion story and and the movie really shows you all the background, but it kind of leaves you at the place of, you know, what, what happens next? You know, yeah. it almost begs for a sequel already. Yeah. But the re what you experienced, Graham, was exactly the sequel because dad wound up kind of at first pulling away from all those bad influences on his life. So he moves out on the river where yeah. he still lives to this day, but he feels like he's kind of out there waiting for God to send him people. And so you were one of many, many thousands of people that the last 50 years God has sent out there to hear the wow. message. So it really is almost a John the Baptist type experience because he's yeah. out in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's literally out in the middle of the woods. And yet he always has a message and God keeps sending people. So yep. that's kind of the end of it. And that gigantic Bible he has. He has that gigantic, yeah. huge Bible. Yeah. With the duct tape on it. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That holds it all together. <laughs> so, so in terms of this, this film, you know, I, I think we, we always knew that we needed to tell the story behind sort of what everybody knows about our family, because, right. you know, for, for America's, from their point of view, it just starts out with a TV show about right. some people that were successful building duck calls. And obviously they're believers. And then the more you get to know us, the more you realize how strong we are in our faith. But, but what people don't realize is this family suffered greatly and struggled mightily like many young families do uh, every single day in our culture. 
And so the, the really the idea behind the movie is we wanted to show that, you know, mom and dad didn't just show up as like spiritual icons. Mm-hmm. They went through the ringer to get to the point where they finally submitted their own lives to Christ. And so I think once the show is over and once now we're doing what we're doing in terms of just kind of impacting people spiritually, it seemed like the right time to now show this film. And really, it's, it's a hope film. It's a, it's a film for people that may not ever go to a church building to hear a sermon or a message, but you know what? They might have loved our show and might want to go see what turned old Phil around, you know? Yeah, no, no, I, I don't disagree. And so what I, what I love about the show, <clears throat> I was unaware how good of a football player Mr. Phil was. <laughs> like, like, like that was something admittedly I was kind of naive about, like I had no idea and, and, and how it looked like one path was going one way and then the road turned and then, uh, the, you know, I don't want to give everything away about the film, but Mr. Phil finds himself in, 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 in where a lot of us find ourselves lost, um, without yeah. purpose, without hope. And, and so let's talk about one specific scene. And I did get to share this on my page because I thought it was so powerful and I love how you guys are unashamed to, I mean, I mean, this movie is about Jesus. Like, 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 I mean, this movie is about the radical transformation about the blood of Jesus. I mean, you know, the end, and that's what I love about it, but it also doesn't pull any punches either. It's not that cheesy yeah. hallmark movie at the same time. Um, the, 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 the baptism scene. Which, 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 you know, Mr. Phil has now baptized so many people out there in Louis and in, in West Monroe and all this stuff. And, and, and I think it's so fitting. And this movie is about the breaking of generational curses, in my opinion. Um, yes, and, 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 you know, maybe, maybe you can correct me, but after I, after I watched it, I just left feeling so connected to it because I come from a broken home. I come from, uh, a a father who did not uh, go the way of the Lord and did not break the generational curse and and I I relate so much to this film because I almost lost my marriage with Alyssa who you know uh, and I yeah. talk about that very openly in my book as well like I had a choice came to this moment in my life where where it was either keep going down this road and and literally I was in the hard rock scene rock and roll I, I you know I was at the house of blues down in New Orleans and all this stuff and and you know here we are 15 years later and I look at what the Lord has done and and the people that the Lord allows me to speak to every single day and I realize it's because I I made that decision to break the generational curses and very much like I'm sure Mr. Phil at the time never imagined what would happen 20, 30 years down the road with you guys. And now your entire family being this beacon of, of, of light through Christ and everything like that. Um, talk to me a little bit about growing up in that growing up in, um, you know, cause I imagine there's a little bit of both, right? Like, like you got to see both sides of it all, uh, exp- t- talk us through that, seeing it firsthand. Well, uh, your observation was spot on and I'm so glad it impacted you at a personal level. That's the whole purpose of the film is we want everybody to see how they relate to it themselves, you know, because there may be some part of the story. It may be some other person in dad's family that impacted them. It may be your role in your family. So it's a lot of different ways to view it, but you nailed it so beautifully because it really is about a curse. And what's really interesting is, is that in our family, 
dad wasn't a part of a generational curse. I mean, his parents were Christians. I mean, he grew up mm, in the church. Yeah. He actually started by breaking yeah. the chain that he came up in. He was he was one of seven. And some of what they went through is depicted in the film. Yep. Their, their mother, my grandmother, was mentally ill yep. and had a lot of tough issues. And so dad, you know, had to grow up really fast. And so, you know, a lot of people share stories like that. Yeah. But then out of that, when it came time for him to make his own decisions, he cho- he started choosing the wrong path. Right. And so out of that, what's interesting is once he broke that curse in his own life, What's interesting, Graham, is that it thou that continues on into the next generation, because now all of a sudden he has four boys, three at the time when the movie was filmed, and yeah. then one later, Jeff came later once they became a Christian. But we all had choices, too. Yeah. How were we going to be impacted? Because I grew up in the very lifestyle of what's depicted in the film, and yeah. it wasn't pretty. It wasn't good. There were some really rough moments in there. So that moment that you mentioned of his baptism, which is such a powerful point for our family Mm. because that was a moment where the three of us and mom stood there watching that baptism, realizing that now our dad was going to be different. And so we knew then there was a new trajectory and a new path and a new destiny for our family. We still had to get of our own age and make our own decisions about it, but now we had a clear path to what it could be. And praise God. I mean, all of us now share in ministry not only did we all get to do the show, but I mean, Jason, dad and I get to do a podcast. We get to do Bible study, you know, four days a week out there for, you know, hundreds of thousands of people to be impacted by. Well, that would have never happened had he not submitted himself in that moment, which is such a pivotal moment in the film, but obviously much bigger than that for us. It was a pivotal moment in our life. All right, ladies and gentlemen, are you tired of buying China meat? Are you tired of buying fake America pro ranch meat. Well, so am I. That's why I only buy my steaks and my meat and my pork loins and everything. And even my bacon from white Oak pastures. The Harris family prayer has always been. We pray for plenty of good, hard work to do and the strength to do it. I mean, come on, how can you not buy from a family like that. If there was ever a time to know your farmer, it is now. There's never been more focus on the supply chain than there is right now. So when deciding who you want to support, we hope that you'll choose White Oak Pastures. Cowboys and butchers working together on a 5,000-acre, six-generation family farm, regenerating our land and producing food in a radically traditional way. White Oak Pastures is a six-generation, 156-year-old family farm in Bluffton, Georgia. They take pride in farming practices that focus on the regenerative land management, humane animal husbandry, and revitalizing our rural community. They know radically traditional farming creates products that are better for our land, our livestock, and our village. They are fiercely proud of their zero-waste production system that utilizes each part of the animals we pasture, raise, and hand butcher on their farm. So stop buying China meat. Go to whiteoakpastures.com slash gram. That's whiteoakpastures.com slash gram. Offer code gram for $20 off your first purchase of $150 or more. Yeah, I think that in today's society, we always want to talk about the nuclear family. We always want to talk about the home and, and, you know, single, single parent led homes are, are, are rampant. It's, it's a real pandemic fatherlessness in the home today. But, but, you know, I do, you're, you're, you're a Christian guy. I'm a Christian guy. You know, I love, I love our audience where we have a lot of audience that's super 
political, but we also have a lot of audience that's super spiritual at the same time. And then we have an audience that's kind of in between and they really just like to hear the opinions. I 100% believe that the devil goes after people that he knows that God, God has a plan for all of us, but some people he's got, he's got a little bit more, you know, he's got a little bit more out there uh, plans for a little bit more broader plans for a little bit more reaching plans for. And it seems like the devil will do anything and everything to, to put a fork in the road. And, And so again, when I watch the movie, I see it so clearly, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of people looking back and I hope they do because they see duck dynasty. They see you guys out there all day, every day. They see, uh, the, the kids, y'all's kids out there doing things all over the place and stuff like that. They see this massive thing that God did. And then when they go back and watch this movie, they go, wow, it really did come down to all the upbringing, all the, all the, uh, you know, all the partying, all the bad decisions, it really only comes down to that one decision. And and, and are we going to make that one decision? And it's, are we going to try to control our own life and our own fate and watch the dumpster fire that that's going to be? Or are we going to give our life over to the Lord and watch what he does with it? Um, you growing up and, and seeing both sides, I, I'm curious because, you know, one day when my boys are older, I'm going to ask them this question as well, because they were around, especially my oldest, Gage, when I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. I was I was gone all the time. Like, like I said, literally, my wife is pregnant and I'm in New Orleans at the House of Blues listening to a rock band thinking, you know, just degenerate is what I was. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm curious your thought process on, you know, seeing your dad one way. And then witnessing the baptism, and then he comes out. He's a brand new. He's a brand new creation through the Lord. What, what was that like watching that? And how did that impact you as as a son and now a dad? It, uh, just walk us through that. Well, I'm so glad you asked me because it, obviously, when mom and dad were going through all these real difficult times and yeah. things were tough, your kids do notice. I mm-hmm. mean, like as much as you try to hide it from them and don't argue in front of them and stuff like that, your kids know, you know, they know deep down something's not right in your family. And I certainly knew that as well. It forced me to be, to grow up much faster than I probably should have. Mom had to rely on me to be responsible, to watch out for my brothers because dad wasn't there. And mom was having to try to, you know, make it all work. And so mom and I got very close in this process. And so here's what happened to me, Graham. It's interesting. So as excited as I was, because look, even though my dad wasn't the best guy, he was still my dad. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I still loved him. I still respected him. I mean, the fact I thought he could beat anybody up in the world, you know, he was that he was my hero, but it was like an anti-hero because there were flaws. And so I didn't really realize that at 10 when he became a Christian. But when I began to come of age myself around 14 years old, I started having some anger issues and a lot of stuff like yeah. inside that I never talked about. So I'm so glad you're going to ask your boys about it because I wish somebody had asked me because what happened with me is it festered. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden, you know, I, now we're in a great situation. We're in a great church. We're in a great setting, but I'm turning into a double secret agent because I'm in the right place, but my heart is thinking all the wrong things. Yeah. And so that led me to this secret double life 
that through my teenage years, I was in church on Sunday and church on Wednesday, every time the doors open, but really I was living for the weekend. Yeah. And it was a lifestyle of drinking and drugs and girls and everything that goes with that. And so it literally led me to a split from my family when I turned 17 because dad sat me down and he was like, Al, you know, you, you saw my life. You saw this. You can't live this way. And I remember just on the inside being so angry and, and I, I was still afraid of him. I wouldn't tell him, Dad, this is all your fault, yeah. which it wasn't. But that's what I was thinking. But right. instead of saying anything, I just said, well, you know what? I need to just go my own way. And he said, well, son, I love you. I, I don't want you to do that. But if that's what you got to do to figure this out, then I'm going to be praying that nothing bad happens to you. Yeah. And basically, we parted ways. And so for two years, I was out totally in the same place you were talking about. I was in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. And I, I was my own degenerate. That's a, that's a, that's a, and, that's uh, a bad place to be, New Orleans. That's it's the just, place to go. And yeah. you don't want to go there without a plan. No. But, you know, when I came back as a returning prodigal, you know, it was just like the story in Luke 15. And my dad and my mom met me right there in the front yard. Yep. And they didn't give me like a lot of rules or lists or things you, I did wrong or remind me. They just welcomed me. They loved me. And, you know, I just plugged right back into my family. But this time I did it with a heart that was open to Christ. And through those last now, you know, for me, 40 years, I've been able to build a close and dynamic relationship with my dad that I still have to this day. So, you know, everybody has to deal with it in your own way, but you will be impacted a lot by your early, early life and the things that you go through. The question is, just like you said earlier, and I loved what you said, you've got to make a choice yourself. Do you want to follow a pathway you know is not going to be good for you, or do you want to choose something better? And choosing something better always has a good result. No, I, I agree. And, and there's so many aspects to not only Mr. Phil's story, but, 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 but here, in, here in your side as well, there's so many aspects that I can relate to as well. Uh, you know, my mother struggled with mental health issues uh, my whole life growing up. And so, you know, my, my father, uh, I have a good relationship with my dad now, but 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 it is. It very much is a relationship where I'm kind of the dad in, in, in her yeah. in, in our relationship. And, you know, uh, so so I grew up with 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 two parents that just it wasn't the right way to do things. And so I didn't realize that I was carrying all these scars and all these things with me until I got married myself. Like it really never, well, I guess it did manifest, but it never hurt anybody until I got married. You know, I kind of had this like, well, you know, I'll show everybody like I'm going to be something, you know, I'm from Lowndes County, Mississippi. I, you know, I'm going to be more than a guy from Lowndes County, Mississippi. I'll, you know, I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody's help. Um, and I got angry with the Lord for a long time. You know, I grew up in the church. My grandparents, um, you know, very, very, you know, just staunch Christian and believers. And I just grew up with that kind of what I would imagine you dealt with. Like, well, pfft, there's a God, man. Then why in the world did all this stuff happen? Why in the world did all that happen? Why, why, why do I feel so alone? Why do I feel so angry and empty inside all the time. And again, I related to so many parts of this movie. It, it was, it was, it was tough for me in some spots because I almost could see myself in, yeah. in Mr. Phil or, or, or I, I don't know the guys that remind me who played, uh, who played, uh, Mr. Phil in the movie. Uh, I don't know. His, I've forgotten his name as well, okay. but well, he's a, he did a great job he, and he's a Brit. He's, really? he's British. No. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> 
He's British. If that is not the most <laughs> ironic thing I have ever heard in my life. Well, he did a great job. And 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 I felt so much like like connecting to that character because I I do. I remember it as clear as day. I keep bringing up that New Orleans night. It's yeah. so clear because that was such a pivotal moment for me and I truly believe Oh, I'll tell you really quick. This is not about the movie, but but I gotta I gotta say it. I'll never forget, man. It was this 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 rock band I was into at the time. They were playing the hard rock right there on on, on the strip down in New Orleans on Bourbon Street, and um and and I got to meet the lead singer afterwards, right? Because they were they were up and coming band, but they weren't so popular yet that you couldn't get to them, you know, kind of thing. And I remember talking to the guy. And, um, and I was like, man, this is my favorite song that you sing. And I think it's such a great thing. I'll never forget. He looked at me and like, in my eyes, this guy was, this guy was a rock star, right? Like, like he made it, like he's playing, he's playing house of blues in New Orleans. Like this guy made it. And he looked at me and he said, man, thanks so much. You know, that song's actually about my dad. And you know, when he walked out on me and my mom. And I'll never forget, I'm looking at this guy and he's talking to me and this dude wasn't a Christian either. Like, like, you know, he believes in like the elements and all this stuff. But I'm, I, 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 I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking this guy has got everything. Like, 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 like he's living the dream, and he's still writing songs about when his dad walked out on him and his mom. And I'll never forget that. And that drilled such a hole right through me that I left that night. It took me about six hours to get back home. And then by the next day, I went home. And very much like you said with, with your parents when you came back, I'll never forget, man, Alyssa. You know, she she could have and should have left me. I mean, she really could. I mean, and she should have. And but but she was there. She was there. I I text her, and she met me at the driveway when I pulled back up to our house. And you know, she could have she could have bashed me over the head. She could have you know she could have you know she could have done anything. She could have took my kids away from me, but she didn't, man. And and she just she just not that we didn't have a lot of work to do, but you know she. She just accepted me back, and and I know that it was the Lord through her. And so, I, man, so much about this movie spoke to me, and and, and I know you, know you know, Graham, what's ironic about that the story you just told? Because you yeah. and I talked a little bit about your story before, but I don't remember that particular element. But about twenty minutes from where you had that, what Kyle Eidelman, who's a guy that preaches up in Louisville, he he wrote a book called Aha. And he says a lot of a lot of us who are prodigals who who wander away from faith or family, we have to have an aha moment yeah. that really wakes us up. And that was yours. I was twenty minutes away from you, much earlier in time when I was eighteen years old, in Kenner, Louisiana, which is a suburb of New Orleans, and I had a very similar type moment. And mine was to go back home. In my case, not married yet, but then I would find my wife and my future. So that is kind of ironic. You and I have been friends a long time. Yeah. I never knew that we had an aha moment yeah, man. within about probably 10 miles as a crow flies yep. uh, in that same city of sin, as they call it. Well, yeah. Well, you know, Mississippi and Louisiana share a special bond because uh, there ain't nothing in Mississippi and there's not anything in 98% of Louisiana except New Orleans. And so uh, <laughs> uh, New Orleans gets a lot of Mississippi folks funneling right. through there all the time. And so anyway, all right, back to the, back to the movie. Um, what is, because again, I can't encourage the audience enough to go see this film. Uh, you know, let's talk about the, the, what is the goal? What is the goal of the film? Um, 
you know, how many theaters is it in? Is it in every theater in America? I mean, where can they go to find out? But but what's the goal? Uh, you know, do you guys after you know the twenty eighth, if it does certain well, does it get to stay or does it go straight to stream? I mean, how can how can the audience support what this film is trying to do? Great question. Um, here's the thing: the the quicker you see it, the better. Uh, because it's uh, independent films basically have to prove their worth. Yep. You know, these big films roll out in Hollywood and they get to have two months on the screen and they make money or they don't. An independent film like ours, you basically get week at a time. So yep. we're guaranteed a week and probably about 15 or 1600 theaters around the country. You can go to the blindmovie.com to see if it's near you. We do have some other uh, options. There are some churches and others that have added. It's probably too late to do that now, but if there's already one, it may be one in your area. But all that information is on the website. That tells you where to go. But if you can go early, get other people to go, what happens is the more tickets you sell in that first week, then that second week becomes a new opportunity. And it was like this with some of the other late film, late films lately uh, that have done quite well, Sound of Freedom. Sound, and yeah, Sound of Freedom. If, yeah. if if you're out early and you got people willing to go, then a lot of theaters are going to continue to run the film because obviously they know that people want to see it. So uh, it's important to go. It's important to rate it. Uh, go to Rotten Tomatoes. Say, you know, this is what it's about because people go and they look to see. Our ultimate goal in the film is to impact people for Christ, just like you were impacted, Graham. I mean, you may already be a Christian, but you always can look at something and say, well, this, I want to be better. Yeah. And this is a way I can be better. It may be, you may be an influencer. You know, our, my cousin, Zach, who you know, well, mm -hmm. his mom uh, was featured prominently in the film yeah. and she's gone on to be with the Lord now, yeah. but she's featured prominently because she's the one that said, you know what? I'm not giving up on my brother. And if we can get him to Christ, he'll lead thousands to Christ. And she was exactly right. So that may be your role. Wow. in a family. So we want to encourage, we want to challenge, uh, for some people, it may be an opportunity to have their aha moment. I hope this film can be an aha moment. Like you and I had in new Orleans where they watch this film and say, you know what? I don't want to be this guy anymore. Yeah. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good dad. I want to be a believer in Jesus. And so this is the pathway I'm yeah. going to find. Or maybe even the ladies too. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of women that are struggling as well. Um, you know, about, about being home and they obviously fatherlessness yeah. in the home is the more uh, prevalent. I'm going to go ahead and I feel very confident in proclaiming that right now. There's going to be some people in the theater, some dudes in the theater that watch this film and you think it's just going to be another good old boy, redneck, you know, duck dynasty film. And you're going to get punched in the gut and you're going to know that you yeah. need to go home and that you need to be That's there right. and you need to go not only get right with the Lord, but you need to go apologize to your wife and you need to get that right too. Um, I 100% believe that. I absolutely do. Um, you know, hey, man, we're going to do everything we can to support it here. Um, I'm already talking with the theaters, you know, locally. So if you're in the upstate area and you want to see it, uh, you know, I'm going in and, and we're just going to we're just going to book out the whole theater and you can just show up. You know, if you can't afford it at the time, you know, we're, we're going to get a theater booked out. And so if you're in the upstate of uh, South Carolina and you want to see it, um, you know, uh, we're going to do our best to provide a way for as many people to see it as possible. Um, because I think, I think it's important, man. I mean, just as much as sound of freedom was important of exposing the evil of human sex trafficking, this movie is so powerful in exposing what is such a prevalent issue 
so close yeah. to home to so many of us, which is the broken home. And, That's and, it. and the answer is Jesus. And so I think it's, I think it's absolutely, I think it's fantastic. As always, I love what you guys do, man. I, I love, I, I don't get to listen to every episode cause you guys put out a lot, but I do try to catch up every once in a while. I love what you guys are putting out on your podcast. I, I, I love everything that the Robertson family's doing. Um, one more time, where can people go? I know that this is last minute, but you, you said you got a week first run in the theater. Where can people go to get tickets and to see this movie as, as often as possible? Yeah, so go, go to theblindmovie.com, and it's going to tell you where it's playing, if it's playing near you. And then you'll be able to click right on the link there and be able to buy tickets in your area. And uh, I would say, Graham, ditto back to you. We love what you're doing. Uh, you're an American treasure. You're a brother in Christ. And so uh, we follow you as well. Appreciate everything you do. Well, all right. Well, anything I can do for you guys, let me know. And uh, tell Mr. Phil and everybody I said, hey. And uh, yeah, uh, The Blind Movie. Everybody needs to go see this because, you know, because the devil doesn't want you to go see it. And that's why you need to go see it is because, the, yes. And, and for no other reason than that. You should be motivated to go watch this film. Al, man, thanks so much for, for coming on and talking to us. And thanks for sharing your side of it a little bit there, too. Because sometimes, even though this movie was so real, sometimes it is lost a little bit, the people that actually lived it. And so thanks for shedding a little bit of light in that. And uh, theblindmovie.com, go see it. Go check your theaters out. Everybody needs to go and support this movie and get behind it. God bless you guys, and we'll see you all again next time.